Hey, everybody, this is comedian Craig Gass. You might want to Google that. You are listening to the Shout It Out Loudcast with Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz. <laughs> Boom. Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Pressing the button, Star Simmons, Star, Stop shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here comes the kiss time. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. Gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it! Why? Cause fuck it. Talking about 617 525 You do? Hey, fuck off. Do you like Kiss? Settle down. Hello. Hey, what's up, the Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 260. Zach Throne. Oh, yeah. Love it. Finally, we get everybody from the Bruce Kulik band. We save Zach for the final guest. Yeah, I can't wait yep. uh, for you guys to hear this <laughs> hilarious conversation. Oh, my God. We go all over the place. It's so yeah. awesome. So yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, last week, we did a tour. Uh, we did the Kiss Aerosmith tour. Uh, Kiss was out there. Um Calling it the World Domination Tour, Aerosmith called it. Was it Roximus Maximus? Fucking terrible! It's almost a, the 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 tour title was about as terrible as the tour itself. What were they promoting? Honking on Bobo. <laughs> Why would you say that? It's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, and we did a poll. Yes. So we looked at a couple songs that were occasionally performed on the World Domination Tour, and we love to get into set list discussions. So we said, which of these songs that were occasionally part of the set list on World Domination should have been part of End of the Road? And the options were Come On and Love Me, Firehouse, King of the Nighttime World, and Hotter Than Hell. And as usual, when we do polls like this, Come On and Love Me steamrolls everybody else, 42%. King of the Nighttime World comes in at 28, Firehouse at 22, and Hotter Than Hell at 7, which is, my opinion, the the proper rankings there. Uh, we got a comment from Thane of the Woods who just said, King! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn Barth, come on, is very singable for Paul. The rest of the boys would have done great on the backing vocals. Sean Metzger says, I voted Firehouse, but realistically, it should have been all of them. Yeah, that's a great point. We we exhaust ourselves with setless conversations, but yeah, I or agree. mix them up. Yeah, put exactly. Them in, put some out. And then Can't you're going to be like, you know what? I want to go to the Cincinnati show because they might play this. I'm going to go to the Houston show because they might play that. Yep. Instead, no, I know what they're playing. <laughs> yep. And let's get into some comments about the episode itself. Our buddy Tony, the vacationing guitarist. What's up, fellas? Hanging out in the Viking Crowd Lounge, enjoying the view. Cheers from the middle of the ocean. And it actually looks like he's flying around in the Goodyear blimp, the way that picture was taken at that angle. But uh, Tony's vacationing all the time. We love Tony. Chris Colby, good show. I was at the one at Fort Lauderdale when Aerosmith closed. It was great because Kiss played, sounded really good. 
And I was very satisfied by just that. But no wait, I got to see Aerosmith play right after. Neither set felt watered down. Okay, well, that's good for you. Gerald Rosenberg, I went to the Jones Beach show. I thought Aerosmith was much better. I was still in my Tommy is fake ace mode. And I also felt Peter's playing brought them down quite a bit. Ooh. The boys from Right Between the Eyes podcast. Check those guys out. Great Kiss podcast. Those guys are a lot of fun. They say, are we, as we call it, the world's slowest tempo tour? My God, babies are born faster than it took Peter to play. I love it slower. Oh, yeah. I, see, I don't remember that. A lot of people are saying that Peter was kind of like, oh, on that sh- on this tour. Nonsense. Nonsense. Uh, we'll ra- wrap up Twitter with this one from David Zhack. I have been binging listening to all of your podcast episodes. I don't know how I just discovered you now. You guys are by far the best kiss podcast out there. I listen and I like the other ones, but you guys are on another level. Your ace freely stuff has me laughing my ass off. Woo. Yeah. David, welcome to the party. My friend. Love it. Love hearing that stuff. Thanks brother. Much. Thanks brother. Love hearing stuff from new listeners. That's awesome. David. Thank you. And that's Twitter. Over on the book of face, I've got this reoccurring theme in a lot in, in here. You'll you'll hear them. This one's Scott Wheeler. Went to the show in Virginia and Kiss crushes Aerosmith. Still couldn't mm. believe Kiss played first. One thing I distinctly remember is the Kiss Army out in force with shirts and face paint, yet few in Aerosmith shirts. The looking at the crowd, you would have thought Kiss was the headline and an obscure local band was opening. And that's wow. just the thing. I think Aerosmith was kind of like, like where Kiss is in a few years, not yep. yet. Whereas they're really not doing much. The albums that are coming out aren't hitting anything. And that fucking set list for theirs was horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kiss was embracing the nostalgia aspect of their career at that time. Aerosmith was too. I mean, they still played a lot of classics, but thrown in that other shit in the middle. Yeah. Is it, people weren't that tired yet right of of the of the reunion and kissing makeup shit i'm gonna go see it yep exactly you know uh tom selig great wait tom Tom selig magnum (laughs) yeah we we do this joke every time we say his name (laughs) i don't care Uh, it's funny one one of my faves because it was my five-year-old niece's first show she's been with me every tour since aerosmith sounded so bad we left after three songs, Ooh. and I am an Aerosmith fan. But as a bonus, we got Nuge as the opener because it was the blackout reschedule at Comerica Park in Detroit. Yeah, having Ted Nugent is that a positive thing? I don't know. Is having Saliva a positive thing? Is that who we had? I'd rather hear one song from Saliva than anything from Ted Nugent. No, Ted Nugent's funny. Forget oh. about the fact that he's a lunatic, but he's he's, he's good. Yeah, not in music. Well, you can play the guitar. Well, you don't like Wango Tango? <laughs> I don't like anything he does. I'm a fucking moron. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah he is a moron. I'm just saying his, his guitar shit is yeah, yeah, good. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. You ever hear Fred Bear? Great song. <laughs> Got some meat sauce on my shirt, but that's okay. As long as it doesn't get on my posters. Anyways, uh, Ronnie Bachowski, you know, this is going to be fucking. Oh, God, I remember that. His comments are burned in my brain. Go ahead. I saw this tour in Pittsburgh. 
Kiss sounded great that night, although the dynamic with Peter seemed like it was definitely about to run its course. I think it was running out of gas by that point, but overall, they killed. That being said, Aerosmith sucked all of my balls that night, and I usually love them. First of all, Kiss opening for anyone is like jerking off before you're about to bang someone. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Kiss throws out a great set, then Aerosmith comes out with Honks on Bobos. Honks. For about 45 minutes before fucking off and leaving. Because nobody wanted to hear that new shit record. Half the crowd left, and they were even booed through much of their Let's Blow Some Turds set. It was embarrassing. Improved Kiss can't be followed, even if you are a huge band. He's right. I'm still stunned to this day that Paul allowed that I like i got I, I, I but, but he obviously knew what he was doing because look how bad everyone saying aerosmith turned out and they were probably like fuck this sucks no i agree i, I mean you're right this, maybe 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 paul was being a little calculating there being like okay we'll go on first so yeah. you can end the fucking show on a dud and everybody can walk out of here disgusted yeah i mean like i don't need to stay for this because you're fucking playing stupid shit that i don't like yeah could be yeah, it, it it is kind of thing. And you know what's funny? Uh, someone said, I forgot to mention this, but it, it, is it a coincidence that after Kiss left, the first song that they open up with is Let the Music Do the Talking? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. these are the kind of jabs that were oh, probably absolutely. going on. And yep. then Paul's like, yeah, well, the music is doing the talking halfway through the show. Everyone's leaving. <laughs> yeah. Pulling out your harmonica, whatever the fuck you're doing. It's more like the crowd is doing the talking. They're leaving. (laughs) Exactly. Ryan, Michael, Scott, Courtney, Cronin, Dole, Vivek, Ramaswamy, Nimrata, Nimrata, fucking Rodham Clinton. You got to get the Ramaswamy in there. (laughs) You love that. (laughs) That fucking pinhead. Nimrata. Fucking. I watched some YouTube videos on this tour and they sounded really good before Paul's voice went and they were still energetic. Love the tour episode, guys. So unique. I'm curious. Hold that thought. We'll get back to that. Yep. You know what, though? He brings up a great point that I don't think we spent enough time talking about it was that Paul really did sound awesome on that tour. And I remember checking a couple YouTube videos like he did, and I was like, Paul sounds powerful and strong. There's really no, like, crackling or straining. He, he sounded good. Over on Loudcaster's page, the great Jason Warden. Great episode again, gents. Took me back when I saw the show. I remember it being a last-minute decision to go, and I went solo. One of the best Kiss shows I've seen. This lineup was great. While I love Aerosmith, they ain't great live. A lot of crowd left after Kiss. Hard act to follow. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. These comments that I keep reading about people leaving or not liking Aerosmith, they're from people all over the country. Yeah, it's exactly. not like we're reading stuff from, you know, uh, the New York area where people are Kiss fans, not so much Aerosmith, or yep. Boston, vice versa. Yep. It's all over the place. They're saying the same thing. Yeah. Over on our Instagram page, Junior Vintage. When Aerosmith meets Kiss, you produce a classic called Mongoloid Man. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Beth's Real World. Love this. Now, Beth, for all you reality uh, TV fanatics, was one of the people on Real World Season 2. 
Mm-hmm. And she teamed up with the guy, the cowboy guy. What's his name? Is Tom? What's his name? I don't watch reality TV. I have no fucking <laughs> idea. The guy from that show. And they have a podcast now on Pantheon podcast where they talk about all like reality shows. So go check them out. Uh, Bet's really been nice. It's the commented on all our shit recently. So thank you, Beth. Over on our YouTube, Cornelius Young, 5858. I enjoyed the heck out of this episode. Paul still sounded great on World Domination Tour. I was watching the New York show from uh, this tour here on YouTube. I hope they make an off-the-soundboard release from one of these shows. Hey, look, I'll take anything from now. I'll take a Me fucking too. Ace Fraley at Tom Shedd off the soundboard at this point. That's that's coming soon. I got a great set list on that one. I got Genghis Khan. I got a Bronx boy. I got the 14th version of Fractured Mirror on there. <laughs> got outtakes and alternate demos. It's going to be fantastic. I got 62 cuts of me trying to do the opening riff and rip it out. I got, got the first unreleased take of the demo of insufficient data. <laughs> Wait until you guys hear the unplugged version of constantly cute bonus track off of 10,000 volts. And if you buy the box set today, you get a small package of half-eaten cashews that I burped up the other day <laughs> when I couldn't finish and I fell asleep while watching an old classic black and white TV movie. Hey, we got to be careful about making fun of Ace. People are now accusing us of being like insecure and jealous of him. That's the newest <laughs> accusation. <laughs> That's the newest accusation that we've heard is that we are insecure and jealous of him. I don't understand people that listen to the show that make these comments. I can see from social media, but there are people that say these comments from like YouTube. So you obviously right. listen. Right. Does it sound like we're being mean or we think highly of ourselves or anything like that? How can Just I be mean fun. when I'm how, how how can I be mean when I'm letting Ace stay in my shed? Well, I, I would if I was a mean person, I wouldn't allow that. Does that mean I'm sorry? No. <laughs> Fucking love Ace. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit. All right. Put it on your to-do list, fellas. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Great. Ep- uh, Richard Charville, 7162. Great episode. But from reading Peter interview, he said a, that he lost a lot of stock investment money after 9-11. He spoke with his accountants about the Aerosmith tour after he agreed. And that they pretty much guaranteed him he would be financially set when the tour was done. Tyler and especially Kramer hated Kiss and didn't want them on. I don't know. He fucking didn't finish. So he's saying he's saying Steven Tyler and, and Kramer they hated they hated Kiss. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I think that's so. I think that's so funny to hear that. Like, a, like a, another grown man in a rock band like hates another grown man in a rock band. And, and you read Joe Perry's comments. He's like, yeah, yeah, just look at them walking down. That's fucking. That's fucking rock. That's badass. Look at the makeup. Look at all that shit. You, you know, to them. Like Joe, Joe Perry Perry's a fucking. Because I was just gonna say, he's a, Joe Perry's a fucking rock star. He appreciates Kiss for what they are, what they do. Yeah, and he gets it. Yeah. Whereas Steven Tyler feels insecure. Like, oh, it's it's like those guys that's like, oh, you you're taking the easy way out to be. I had to work my way to be a fucking rock star. You're taking the easy way, be doing gimmicks and shit. But okay. here's the thing. I got a, a couple people wrote back about something like Joey Kramer. Peter hates him in his book. 
Yeah, and I also read the part in his fucking website. I always check out Peter's website. He has a fucking like Q&A with some fans and stuff. Yep. In there, yep. he fucking's like, oh, yeah, I like Joey a lot. I got on. Now, truth is somewhere probably in the middle, but if he put it in his book, I just got to look back and see because I saw it from the Peter website. So yep. the book probably came out after that. I'll be honest with you. Time to update your website, Peter. And uh, <laughs> if his book is old, is newer. Uh, yeah. And so that's where I got that from. And it sounds like a lot of people corrected. And, you know, I stand corrected on that. He fuck sounds like he hates him. So it is what it is. Yep. Uh, low body fat 6707. <laughs> we do uh, not have somebody who listens to us that has low body yeah, fat. That's not that a fellow that, podcaster. No, that's that. That can't be right. No. Um, you guys are fucking killing me. With the ace in the grocery stores laughing my fucking ass off. Much better than the actual video. Can you imagine an Ace Fraley reality show? Hey, that might get him out of his tax problems. Hey, let's set up a new dating game. Me and uh, Lara, we just go out and hang out and we have a you know the like like flavor of love, ace of love, the ace of heart show. <laughs> and chicks and chicks try to pick me up. Yeah, the pick pick him up when he fucking falls down. <laughs> okay, honey, bachelorette number two. <laughs> if I have something stuck in my teeth, what most likely will it be? Grapes, cashews, popcorn, or or uh, cracker jacks? All of the above. Bachelorette number three, if you were shopping for cereal for me, pick one. Cookie crisps, honey bunches of oats, or special K with cashews and frosted peanuts. Frosted peanuts? Yeah, it's a specialty I make. It's fantastic. Instead of frosted flakes, my mom used to give me frosted peanuts. I'm a big fan of cookie crisp. They taste terrific. Can eat them dry out of the bag. If I'm having a couple slices of roni, what's my what's my go-to pick for fountain cola? And then he writes back, low body, low body fat six seven oh seven. Holy shit! I have to comment again. I listened to the show from beginning to end, no break. The last ace bit had me laughing so hard I started to cough Uh-oh. and almost puked. Oh no. I love Ace, but he's a fucking wreck now. <laughs> oh, no. Evil Eyes 47. How much is Paul Stanley paying you guys? Not funny now. Time to put the brakes on ripping into Jendale. Not Jendale. Jendale King. King! Well, should we? Should, well, you know what? It's a good. Let, let's, let's answer that. Let's acknowledge. How much Paul is paying us to shit on Ace every week? It's a large sum of money that we're not going to disclose. Got, he actually, you usually don't see comments back on comments on our YouTube stuff, but a few people no, that, 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 went back at them because he's a fucking bozo. <laughs> Someone wrote, "Geez, Laura, take a nap for a change." <laughs> and then someone wrote, "You definitely don't listen to the show. Paul gets shit all the time for his in quotes Renaissance man act." And you definitely have no sense of humor if you don't like the ace impressions or you are in the ace cult. Go 
go listen to the other shitty kiss podcast. <laughs> oh, jeez, come on, be nice. The same people that get upset about us making fun of Ace are the same people that have pre-ordered all sixty-two vinyl variant. Oh, we'll get to that. Colored, we'll get- swirled, fucking yeah, whatever. We'll get to that. Oh, all right, Tom. Uh, over to you. All right, before we get into emails, I just want to read one quick uh, comment off of Loudcasters. So we did our coming soon photo, and it's uh, the David guy from Beverly Hills 90210, as you'll obviously hear in the interview coming up, the connection there. Oliver Villar correctly guessed Zach Throne, as well as someone else did. So I guess we underestimated people's obsession with 90210 and their knowledge of Zach Throne's connection, because that was very impressive to see that. And there's a good part of that discussion coming up. In your oh, area. absolutely. There is. Yeah. Uh, a couple of emails. We're only going to read a few this week. We got one from Hall of Famer, the great Jim Riley. I saw this show two nights in a row in Las Vegas. I didn't understand who was in Kiss back then. And Kiss opening was different. It was okay. On the first night, Kiss fans were flat. They opened with DRC. Paul sang with his ass to the audience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He does that ass shaking move. Yeah. He said the set list was okay. Probably had to stick with what Peter could play. The stage was limited. There was a runway to the center of the arena only for Aerosmith. Aerosmith was okay. I got lost with their blue stuff. Second night was better. Kiss fans were louder. Steven Tyler's Dottie Mia married Papa Roach's drummer on stage. Oh, God. What a, what a self promotion. It's just a. Ugh. That's real. Uh, I'm all there. Yeah, that's real rock and roll. Watch your fucking kid get married in the middle of a concert. That's that's what people paid for. Uh, I met Paul and Gene the next day at the NHRA drag races. They had a race car and were the Grand Marshals. I'm sitting on rented furniture as I type. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jim. You get it, brother. Love you, buddy. Hall of Famer, Jim Riley. That's right. That's right. And we're going to wrap up uh, email and feedback with something from Daniel Davis. Huge thank you. After spending the past few months catching up on every single episode of SIOL, I have to give you guys a huge thank you first for providing an awesome show with great subject matter, awesome guests, and unapologetic opinions, because as we all know, sometimes you just have to say, come on, kiss, really? Second, for making us the fans feel really like you, the podcasters, listen to us and value our opinions and input. Third, for providing us the Loudcasters Facebook group, we can get to know other kiss tards, ask questions, and post useless kiss-related crap and whatnot. And finally, for making me go back and listen to albums that I gave up on. Unmasked really is better than I remember. Peter Chris solo, not so much. For all of this, I decided a simple thank you would not suffice. So after listening to all 259 episodes, wow. I've come to the conclusion that SIOL might be around a while, so I bought Stock in the show and signed up for Demon Tear Patreon. Woo! I sincerely appreciate all that you, Zeus, and Chief, there's a throwback, mm-hmm. and the podcast does for all of us kiss tards and keep proudly waving the flag, Daniel Davis. Daniel, unbelievable email. I love how you mention all the reasons why you're emailing us and what you're grateful for and thankful for. And of course, we'll get to it even more in a minute about Patreon. But you, my friend, Daniel Davis, Thank you so much, and you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. Like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. 
Daniel is awesome. Thank you for that, Daniel. And what a segue. Yep. To Patreon. And our newest Patreon member, Daniel David. Yep. Uh, who joins us as a demon tier member. Thank you so much for doing that, Daniel. Really appreciate it. And then, uh, if you, uh, you know, according to your email, get ready for even more craziness. And uh, Pantheon is where people like Daniel can jump in, help out the show, uh, pick one of the tiers. There's different monetary contributions you guys can make. Uh, the Demon, Star Child, the Spaceman, and Catman. We haven't set up the uh, Ankh Warrior uh, tier, Tom, where uh, you, you pay us and you get nothing. Yeah, you pay you pay us two hundred bucks, and we uh, let you join Loudcasters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> we come over and punch you in the ball bag. Uh, that's the other part to it. They were throwing things at you. <laughs> yes, because he used to wear little tight shorts on the job. <laughs> anyway, Patreon is a huge help to us. Those that are there know the contribution and help that it provides. Shout it out, Loudcast. And if you're out there and you're like. I like what you guys are doing. I want to support you guys. What can I do? What's the best way? The best way is to join Patreon. That's the big help to us. And you can find it right on our website on the landing page. You'll see a Patreon link. You click on that and you'll find the tier that fits your uh, wants and needs and go from there. Or you can go to Patreon, the app or patreon.com. Look up creators, shout out loudcast, and you'll find us there again. Thank you to all our Patriot supporters, including Daniel, and uh, much uh, kudos to you guys for helping us out along. And if you're interested, please come and join the fun. Absolutely. Daniel, thank you so much for becoming part of the amazing Patreon family. We love you guys. We thank you every week. We wish you could thank you every day. You guys are incredible. Please check us out, patreon.com. Click on the Patreon link on our website or download the app and search for us. Thank you guys for everything that you do to keep this show alive and kicking and growing. Yeah. And Tom, you've got a little bit of a a faster step in your pantalones today. I do. I do. And that is because I have recently started to use this little magic bottle called magic mind. Magic touch. You could call it magic touch, magic mind. Okay. And their catchphrase I like to say is do more stress less. It's a little shot, little glass bottle contains a combination of over 12 ingredients, stimulates your focus, your energy, your motivation, your creativity. I take it with my coffee in the morning and it just gives you a boost of energy, a focus. Everybody knows I talk about how I get up early and I have a long commute to and from work. This stuff is fantastic. I'm telling you. I've been taking it for a while now. It has a cumulative effect. If you start using it every day, you'll notice even more. It's amazing. Check them out at magicmind.com. And for the month of January, you click on that link. You can get one month free when you subscribe. And you can use our code SIOL20. So you go to magicmind.com slash J-A-N for January. Shout it out loud. Use the code SIOL20. And I'm telling you, within a few days, you guys are going to feel so different, alert, excited. You're going to have a peppy Castro where you never had one before. Yeah, you're a little bit peppy, uh, Tom. And uh, 
Hey, I've been using it. I put in my tea, so it works, guys. That's all I can say. Give it a shot. If you like it, great. And I think uh, you'll come back and let us know. Yeah, please. Magicmind.com. And again, use our code SIOL20. The stuff is fantastic. You can read all about it. It's got a ton of little magical ingredients here that really get you guys going. Uh, It's fantastic. And it tastes great, too. So please check them out. Magicmind.com. Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World. What's going on there? Well, Kiss proper, not much going on, uh, except for Gene Simmons is back on Twitter, which was kind of a surprise. He yes. welcomed everybody Welcomed everybody back, said he had to take a break, but he's back on Twitter. Uh, not posting too much. He did that kind of welcome tweet, and that was cool to see. Uh, other than that, really not much going on. Again, very, very quiet as kind of we expected. Um, entertaining us on a daily basis is Ace Frilly. <laughs> I mean, his videos that he's posting, he's filming the video. Him in that spaceman costume, he's fucking hilarious, and he's the right kind of hilarious. Like we said, this is the ace that we love. This is lovable, fun ace. Yeah, so I even just uh, shared that just now before we went on. Yep. And I'm like, where have you been? So I don't know if if he's on the right meds. Somebody talked to him. He's more cognitive. He's smiling. He's cracking jokes. Yep. He, he's more engaging. And guys, we've all been there. We've seen him on meet and greets. We've seen him in tours and concerts recently, last few years. He looks like he's fucking half dead. Can't lift yeah. his head up. Billy smiles. Billy says, hey, thanks, brother. Like, this is Ace. He's telling stories. He's laughing. He's joking. He's being silly. He's not yeah. bitching about Paul Stanley and stuff. No. And, of course, he did the Jekyll and Hyde fucking thing, shitting on Paul as a guitarist a couple of weeks ago and singing. And then he's like, I want to wish my friend Paul Stanley a very happy birthday, buddy. Even though you suck. But he's been great. He's been hilarious. Making joke. Remember that song, Torpedo Girl? Yeah. Like he's been, he's hilarious. <laughs> he did the, and it goes mad battle stations. Then he goes, <laughs> it's not like the squealing pig guy from fucking Deliverance. <laughs> and it's cool because everybody, everybody around him is kind of chuckling too. They're all, everybody's having a good time. And that, that's, that's he's on that's, the right meds. Uh, there's something going on there. He is so different and we fucking yeah. love it. We love it. But I, I will say this. I don't like the fact. And thank God for the style of show that we run where we don't have to have current events to keep us going because there are no current events going right now with Kiss. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of dead. So there's, the news is kind of quiet. There's nothing in the works with music. I know everybody keeps talking about the 50th anniversary is next month. It's nothing's nothing's going to really happen except maybe a fucking swirled vinyl or something. I don't know. I don't I, I don't like the fact that we're hearing crickets from Kiss World. Yeah, Tom, I think uh, we're all hoping for some music or some stuff, or some projects. What I have my hope on is Gene's got some sort of a tour going. Yes, we get to see him or he's yes. got a new Gene event that, yes, you know, saving our money right now to make sure that yeah. we can go to hit it. Yep. Those are our yearly kiss fix. Like yeah. Not the, the old conventions or the old kiss cruises. It's going to be a gene event once or twice a year here. Something like that. I, bet. I think you're right. I think it's going to get to the point now where we're going to start looking at like band member news and not yeah. really, not really kiss news, you know, which is fine. Cause we love gene and we know he's active and let's hope that this tour he's doing in South America oh. is just a precursor 
to something bigger and better. Let's hope. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I don't know if we got to it last week. It came out after our episode. The whole Paul, like, wait, well, hold on a second. I think people got the wrong idea about the avatars. And uh, we were all like, yeah, no, I don't think we got the wrong ideas. And even if we did, you rushed them out there for no apparent reason other than to piss off the people at the end of the road last show. You First didn't all, need to do that. You should yeah. have had like a countdown to New yep. Year's Day or something and be like, here it is, and build up some more build attention up. for Kiss. You already had our attention at the end of the road. You didn't need to throw this in there. There is nothing more. There's nothing that pisses me off more that is more condescending, patronizing, and belittling yeah. than when somebody I, I'm I'm a fan of or paying for tells me that I don't understand what they're doing. No, Paul, we understand what you're doing. We don't like it. So don't try to correct me and tell me that I'm interpreting what you did wrong. We saw it. We don't like it. We're, we'll give. Are we going to give the avatars a chance? Yes. That's not the problem. The problem is the timing. And first of all, the fact that you made fat gene and at one and at one of the avatars. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't tell us that we got it wrong or whatever terminology you use. We got it right, dude. But I'm wondering, it's funny, somebody brought up a good point. I wonder if somebody got to Paul and it's like, hey, there's a lot of fucking pushback out there in Kiss World. You might want to make a statement here. Let me gaslight them by telling them, no, 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 no. You're not angry at that. You just didn't understand it. You're too oh, stupid. Okay. You're not, you're not oh, sophisticated. Okay. You're, not a renas- you're not a renaissance man like me. Yeah. You don't get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't listen to R&B or the spinners like I did or Philadelphia Soul. Correct. And right. Or have Beethoven. I saw a fucking article. Someone's like, did you know Paul Stanley had Beethoven music playing when he's at? Yeah, I've heard it because he tells everybody about it. Yeah, because he's because yeah. he's a renaissance man. Yeah. Oh, and well, also, I don't make microwave chicken palm and then take <laughs> pictures of it on my Twitter. OK, good. Good luck to you with your Olive Garden takeout. <laughs> Did he pull out some of that frozen basil that he had in his freezer? Him and his fucking Stofa's French bread pizza. <laughs> Dude, you bite into that. You will burn your fucking tongue in you'll about burn the roof of your mouth. <laughs> you'll burn the roof of your mouth and lose two or three teeth. And you're like, this is the most delicious thing. You have no taste left in your mouth. <laughs> By the time you get to the second piece, you're like, this is the worst pizza I've ever eaten. I can't. No, I feel, it's, like eating, I feel, it's, like eating, it's like eating a fucking shoe with sauce and cheese on it. <laughs> it's like eating a KFC. Ever hear Mike oh. Felger talk about that? <laughs> he says that Mike Felger's a, a, a fucking uh, sports guy here. And he said he would go to KFC once a year, but he yes. couldn't take it home because he didn't <laughs> want to like fucking insult his house. So he would eat it in the parking lot. <laughs> and he said it was the first couple of bites were so delicious. By the time he was done in the car, it's like he hated his life, all his decisions. <laughs> he never felt so rotten in his life. That's how it feels to eat fast food and Chinese food. It's amazing at the beginning. Oh and, and then at the end, then at the end, you're like, I need to go to counseling. <laughs> and I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway all right uh, let, let's take a little break uh but before we do ah, i gotta stay away from that mugu guy pan if i eat that i'm gonna eat a pan underneath my pants to hold me in oh shit
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Speaking of Mugu Guy Pan, I went to this Chinese restaurant back in the 80s. It was called Genghis Khan. Where do you think I got the idea? That's it, baby. I used to hang out with Tom and Zeus, and we would get Chinese food at Stonehill College at that great place. Walking wall, what you order? That was really the name of the place. (laughs) I thought they were saying it incorrectly, but I was the one who was wrong. Well, isn't that special? All right, Tom, we're back with another interview. This time, we got the great Zach Throne uh, from the Corey Taylor band, from also Bruce Kulik's band, Gene's band, Ace's band. He's played with everybody, and he got David Silver hooked on meth. (laughs) Guys, this uh, this conversation with Zach was so fucking awesome. I I said to Zeus... We were about 45 minutes in. I looked at the time. I was like, I can't believe we've been talking to him for 45 minutes. It feels like we've been talking to him for five minutes. We, 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 it was so organic talking about music. We veer off and talk about the Godfather. Then we get into his acting. He's talking to his girlfriend in the background and showing pictures. It was just fucking fantastic. And we could have kept going and going. Zach is the man. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. So let's get to it. Here you go. All right, this week, we are thrilled to finally get him on the show. You know him from the Corey Taylor band, but we are going to talk to him about his time with Ace Frehley, Bruce Kulik. We saw him on the Kiss Cruise. We saw him at Creatures Fest. That's right. The great Zach Throne is here on Shout It Out Loudcast. Welcome to the show, Zach. Hello, Tom and Zeus. (laughs) What's up, buddy? What's up, dudes? All right. We are super excited. Now we ran into you a few times at you know those Creatures Fest. We saw you on the cruise. We've seen you perform live. 
And uh, mm-hmm. before we get started, I want to just put this out there because we've I've said this on our show many times after the Kiss Cruises. We've talked about it. We talked about it in Creatures, uh, the Creatures Fest one as well. You mm-hmm. and Todd, you're not copying Paul and Gene. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's something about you guys that is so authentic. It's like they, they come through you guys. And you so channel you know, all you that channel shit, them. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. word, channel. channel. And when, Thank you. When, when people talk about, oh, Kiss 2.0, before the stupid Avatar shit they're going to do, and they were like, oh, there's going to be a Kiss 2.0. It was literally, it made sense. And you're not doing everything Gene does, but man, that energy, awesome. that's the fucking demon. When we saw wow. you on the Kiss Cruise and Tom heard you and you did fucking uh, Thou Shall Not, I think he had oh. a fucking heart attack. One of them. One of, <laughs> one of one of my all time favorite Kiss songs. I looked at Zeus. I'm like, I can't believe this is being played right now. I can't believe and, this is being played right now. Perfect. And yeah. it just you don't have to mimic it, but you bring that out of them, and it's fucking oh, amazing. Yeah, that's fucking. Thank you, man. It's yeah. a huge, huge compliment. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes, that's awesome. Um, thanks, man. I'm glad I moved you, Tom. <laughs> you, you did. I'm telling. Well, first of all, you, you, no one's ever going to play that song <laughs> ever. And it's yeah. one of my favorite songs. It's one of my favorite Gene songs. I think it's super underrated. It's and, really when underrated. Saw, and when we saw you guys play, I mean, that's one of the reasons why everybody loves the Bruce Kulick band to begin with is you guys are digging deep. And mm. that's what we love. And our experiences on the Kiss Cruise and Creatures Fest and everything, it's, it's that's, you know, you kind of wish, we talk about this all the time, you kind of wish that, like, the band, like, Paul and Gene saw what you guys give to the kiss fans, you know, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. The, the thrill of seeing those songs, hearing those songs that you're never going to play. And like Zeus said, you guys are really, really channeling it. I mean, your, 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 your ability to, to take what Gene does on stage when you're doing thou shalt not or unholy or whatever, just fucking fantastic, dude. Well, thank you, man. It's a huge yeah. compliment. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. We got lucky because we went on the original kiss cruise and then they added the other one. So wow. we got you yes. because you missed one, right? Yeah, I did. I did miss one. Yep. Yeah. And then you, you flew in and caught up with something, or right? <laughs> I did. I, I had to miss the, the two-week one because there was one, and then they added another one later that was going to be like the prequel. Yep. You know, and I said, I'm on, I'm on tour with Corey. We're overseas. I can't. And they said, well, can't you just come in for just those three days? And I said, I, yeah, I'm not in America. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, we're, we're in Europe. I can't. Yeah. And um, so we got someone else to to sub for me who did a great job. And then I just I could do the original one, which was the following week. And that's yep. that's yeah. So I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to see it, and it's fantastic. Okay. I don't know Thanks, what man. you guys have done between you, Todd, Brent, and Bruce, but that band really makes Kiss fans like lose their mind. If they could have channeled it and figured out a way for you guys, especially in New York, that's all yeah. anybody wished for. It's like, oh, have yeah. been up. But people I think were scared that you were going to blow them off the stage. So they don't want you guys <laughs> embarrassing them <laughs> because right. of the job you're doing and the songs you're playing. And I get uh, it and stuff, but that we all wanted it as fans and amongst you know listen from our loudcaster group and all the KISS fans talking. They love what you guys do, your song selection, your performances, and the wow. fact that you just look like you're having fun up there. Yeah. Well, how could you not have fun playing those songs? Exactly. exactly. I mean, it's, it's just it's the most fun you could ever have in a band because you're playing Kiss songs on a Kiss cruise with Kiss fans. That's right. It doesn't win, get much win, win, win. Yeah, it, it doesn't get better than that. Now, yeah. were you always, was Kiss always your band coming up? 
Definitely. When I was probably eight, you know, right around yeah. that time, 70, 76, I was nine. And some kid brought in Destroyer at my school and put it on. And of course, you do the whole impact you get seeing the record cover. Mm-hmm. First off, you look at the cover and you're like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. So then there's that. And then I opened it up and I saw the logo and it was in like orange and red and it had the lyrics to Detroit Rock City. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this sounds. And then he put on Detroit Rock City and it was the heaviest. I mean, I'm nine. I don't, I hear a lot of it. <laughs> but at, at, at nine, that was the heaviest thing I ever heard. And then a friend of mine had a live. And that was it. Oh, there you go. I put on I put on Deuce and I looked at the cover and it was so loud and it was so raunchy and it was just, you know, they looked amazing. And I believed everything that was in Alive, like the four letters. Oh, oh yeah. Know, oh, God. I believed that I was nine. I said, okay, the gravity is not, he, Ace isn't used to the gravity. He's from Gen <laughs> And Gene is part demon. Makes sense. Yep, My dear yep. victims and hello earthlings. And I just, I totally bought that Peter was like a half cat, half man person, you know. Yeah, I got completely sucked into it. And then, of course, there's so much stuff to collect. So I just mm. started collecting the toys and the radio. I joined the Kiss Army. Uh, yeah, that was the Kiss and Aerosmith uh, were my two, like, those are my bands when I was young. That was what got me into, like, you know, real rock. Yeah. Did, you have rock. A, did you have a favorite member? I, well, I, I Yeah, originally, um, I wanted to be a drummer. That was what I started as. I wanted it, you know, because I saw uh, the, the funny thing is I, I like to sing, but there weren't that many singing drummers. There was like Mickey Dolans, Phil Collins, Don mm-hmm. Henley, and they certainly weren't visible. Like the Monkees was on every Sunday. So I saw Mickey singing and playing. Go, that looks fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just I got a drum set. I saved up and I, I bought a drum set and I started imitating Peter Chris. And I just sang all the Peter songs and tried to figure out how to play and do that. So Peter was my guy originally. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I, I dressed up for him at Halloween when I was little. And Same nice. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, I had the Peter Kurt, uh, yep. No, we had the, I had that mask that ripped your I remember face the mask. Yeah. The plastic <laughs> mask with a rubber yeah, band on the back the of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was like those. cracked right around here. And shit. Oh, you had to throw oh it was painful. But yeah. I was the Peter Chris. Tom was a gene guy. Yep. And oh, uh, right it, stayed, yep. it stayed that way all the way through. Now, Definitely. you mentioned a couple albums, but did you have a favorite album growing up? Or Kiss favorite album? album now? Yeah. My Kiss favorite, album. like, Kiss, 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 yeah. um, Would you say see. it was Destroyer? I mean, sometimes, sometimes you know, I, our first I, impression is our favorite. You know, that's the thing. I you yeah. know, Destroyer was my gateway into the world. So I mean, yeah. I hold that is I'm really like attached to that record. And to be honest, that's the one record. Excuse me, from the '70s that people who are my age, for some bizarre reason, were totally into rock music but didn't get into Kiss. Mm-hmm. That's the one record I can play them. They go, this is good. Yeah, because yeah. the song yeah. the songs are untouchable. The production's amazing. The playing is on another level because Ezrin really pushed them on that. Record. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know totally. that's that's the one you could play for Kiss fans that go, ah, oh, Kiss sucks, and you go, well, listen to this, and then they go, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that and so, that trifecta too, from Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime yeah. World to God of Thunder. Yeah. I can't yeah. think of anything for me except maybe it's, I'll find a Zeppelin album three songs in a row like that. Mm. And not only trifecta of songs, but from Destroyer to Rock and Roll Over to Love. Oh, Love yeah. that. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's prime. I mean, that I'd hold up against any three records in anybody else's catalog. Yeah. But you're right. You're right that about Destroyer. You're right about Destroyer. That always seems to be the album that people who kind of blow off Kiss will be like, well, shit, that's, that's actually a really good album. Exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. some great. I mean, there's a lot of punk bands I know and stuff that, that they weren't 
Kiss wasn't on the radar at the time. And now that nobody cares about, you know, what group you're in or what, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. They, they, they go, yeah, someone played Destroyer at some punk rock party and some great songs on that record. I'm like, yep. I told you. you yeah. know? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Now, do you have a favorite Kiss song? Oh, man. And you can say well, today or, la- you know, when I was growing up, I love this or right now, because we know where we are. You have a favorite Kiss yeah. song right now. And yeah. tomorrow yeah, yeah. it might be something different. I had so many favorite Kiss songs. Um, boy, I don't have one favorite Kiss song, but I will tell you this: the first time I heard "Got to Choose" the live version. Oh wow! Okay, I had I had a live before I had any of the studio records. Yeah, um, I think "Got to Choose" is probably my favorite Kiss song. Really? If I have to pick one. Wow. Yeah. Paul There's something about that, that tune. Who does? Paul, Paul loves that. Loves song. that song. Stanley? Paul, St- Paul yeah, Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny because. We recorded it uh, for a B-side with, with uh, CMFT, with the Corey band. We we mm-hmm. had to do a bunch of B-sides for our record. And we just got together some ideas. And Corey went, let's do Got to Choose. And, of course, all of us were Kiss fans. We're like, fuck, yeah. And we did it completely live. And I just I've kicked into it. my pedal. And I've we did the solo it. live. And it was just, we did, I think, in one take. And yeah. um, I didn't know if it was, like, you know, one of yours or was it his? Because I know he's a big Kiss fan. So I, Oh, dude, but- it was... Yeah, it was so it was I mean, we were just looking at each other, smiling because we're basically jamming a kiss song. And then Jay Russ, our producer, went, all right, we got it. <laughs> no overdubs. Yeah. Like that was it. We were and wow. I just went, man. And we sent it to Paul. Um, and Paul was real. I was told he was really impressed with it. And, and with Corey's vocal, he said, Corey sounds just like me in 74. And wow. yeah, that's probably my favorite. I'd nice. say that's my favorite one. Something about that tune. But I look, I mean, there's so many, you know? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. So that's many. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Now before, you know, you got to kind of play around with Bruce and stuff. Did you go to kiss concerts and did you go to a lot of them? I went to the first time I saw kiss was 1979. Ooh. At Dynasty Nas- tour. At Dynasty tour in Nassau yeah. Coliseum in New York. Yep. Um, Judas priest opened. Wow! Oh, wow. Look at that yep. Wow! And that was it. Was the Hellbent for Leather tour for them? I, I didn't at the. I, did, I was I was twelve, I guess. So I didn't know Judas Priest at the time. Um, my dad got me. It was my birthday or something, and my dad got me floor seats. So we were like twelve. Oh, for a, wow! Nice. How cool is your? I, you know, how cool is your dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> he he's like he knew like what was gonna like really you know. You know who's your favorite parent now? And I was like, oh, you are. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Damn. Yeah. So he he totally knew how to win me over, and and we uh, we were on the floor, and I, you know I had waited to go see Kiss for God probably four or five years at that point, dreaming of it. So now here I am in Nassau Coliseum, and then you smell arena weed, and there's this fucking <laughs> you know there's like this rumble, yeah. and then Priest came out, and we're just unbelievably heavy and overwhelming like yeah. guy was just so blown he came out on the harley i think on the first oh, song nice and nice. kk's terror was like down to here and yeah they just were for the time it was like seeing metallica or something it was just yeah. so much heavier than i was used to and they were great i was like okay mental note gonna go get an album from those guys <laughs> and then kiss came out and just annihilated mm. wow. was, that was my first that was my first kiss concert and then after that, I saw them sometime in the in the early '80s. I don't remember where or when. And then I saw them later when Anthrax toured with them. They've mm-hmm. been like probably, I think, Hot in the Shade. I'm not quite sure, but they played. I was living in LA at the time, and they played at the Forum. 
Was that Asylum? They told oh, that was the Asylum. No, it was Asylum. Okay, it was, yes, it was Asylum. Asylum. Yeah, because we talked to Charlie about that. That we was had, great. Yeah. We so had Charlie Char- checked we, out. After, oh yeah, we, like, makeup. We, we had Charlie yeah. on the show, and we started talking about like Asylum era Kiss songs. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't yeah. know that." And we're like, "You toured with him on that tour." He's like, <laughs> yeah. "I don't know that song." We, like, it was <laughs> with Jericho. We were doing the Kiss yeah. draft, yeah. and Chris oh, yeah. hit some sort of like song from Asylum. And, and yeah. Charles like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? You were on that tour. It's like, I don't know. That came out after like Dynasty. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I, I hung in there a little longer than Charlie did. Um, yeah. But I, I admit that I checked out around. I checked back in in on Creatures of the Night because I think everybody I mean, did. Yeah. Yep. You know, but but between like Dynasty and actually between Unmasked. And the, creatures. The that's only two years. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't have anything against the elder. My one of my closest friends, and we were like little kiss nerds in fifth grade. He got the elder, and he goes, "Come on to my house and listen to it." I was like, "Is it any good?" He goes, "I don't know yet." But his dad was an <laughs> opera fanatic, and his dad hated when we were little kids listening to Kiss. His dad walked in listening to the elder. He goes, "That sounds pretty good." Oh no! Like it's <laughs> no. yeah, so, yeah, like, well, not a you like thing. it. Yeah, that's not an endorsement. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, I was like, well, if your dad likes this record, I don't know if I want to hear it. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, so I didn't really listen to The Elder in its time. But then I saw I Love It Loud on MTV. And I was like, whoa, oh, Kiss is you back. You saw that. I, we uh, we didn't that, see it till a Kiss Exposed uh, video. VHS. Oh, oh really? So I didn't know was, they had videos with makeup. Like, whoa, holy shit. I, yeah, it was just it, it was like it aired on MTV like a mistake. Like someone mm-hmm. just put it on, you know, and it was not <laughs> yeah. supposed to be there. Yeah. And, and it just came on and I went, what the? And I went, okay, I'll go down to, you know, the record store in the village. I was living in Manhattan and I went down to the record store in the village and they had it and I bought it and it was fucking heavy. And it was like, mm. okay, this, this is great. Heavy. It's nice. Kiss is back. It's fun to be excited about a Kiss album again, you know? Totally. It, oh, yeah. I, miss, I missed them. Yeah, yeah, great point. It's funny you say that because, like, we're, we're a couple years younger. So we're, uh, we just turned 50, both of us. So I oh, had that birthday. fallout. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. we, we had that. Welcome follow. to the club, fellas. Yeah. I know. <laughs> right, I know. right. I know. Um, so we 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 had that, and then I fell out right after Dynasty. I remember yeah. hearing something about Peter leaving, and then when I got back into middle school, and all of a sudden, you know, the hair metal, like as they described, and that mm. started coming in. I started getting into Bon Jovi '84, and then I went right. back to Kiss. I visited my cousin in Michigan. And he had yeah. Animalized live, uncensored, watching him. And that's the one that got me into Kiss. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He's like, remember Kiss? He's like, this is them. And I'm like, holy shit. Went right oh, yeah. back into it. And the first yeah. thing I remembered was like Christine 16. Like, I remember as a kid liking that. Like, my, yeah. it's, it's like four that's years I was out. Yeah. yeah, but it was like yeah. four years I missed. But I was out. Yeah. Like, a lot of people checked out. And then when I got back into them, I've never left. I mean, it's. Oh, yeah. Yep. A commitment yep. that everyone... You know, I was uh, between like 80 and 82. Well, actually, between 80 and 87. Um, I, I mostly listened to like... I listened to metal. I was like, yep. I got into metal and all the current metal that was out. I remember when Kill 'Em All came out, me and all my mm-hmm. friends. I was in a band up in the Bronx called Smokescreen. And we were like kind of like a thrash metal. Before there was really defined thrash yeah. metal and speed metal, we were like... A, a, a modern metal band you know mm-hmm. we did the yeah. classic metal guys and then we did like metal church and and mm-hmm. this new band called metallica yep and we used to play in yonkers in the bronx and um so we were all hyped up on finding the new metal acts 
So they would come out this cassette and I just listened to kill them all. And I was like, okay, this is the next big band. This band's yep. going to be enormous. Yeah. So I was into like those kind of things. And I was also into a lot of punk rock and um, a lot of yep. alternative. What back then was post punk rock. Yep. Um, but not the LA scene. It doesn't sound like you weren't into no, the I, LA I, scene, the rats, the poison, like Mo- Molly the Crew, no, rat, I, Mo- I did, yeah. but I had to hide it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I worked, I worked. I mean, I'm, I'm from like the school of if a good song's a good song. I don't care yeah, really who wrote exactly. it or who sure. sings it. I, oh, yeah. I'll listen to, you know, Amy Grant comes on or something. I go, that's a good song. Sorry. Yeah. George Michael. I mean, I'm, I'm of the school where if you, it's a good, any good song's a good song. Yeah. So Rat wrote great songs. Mm-hmm. And Rat was was they were great players. They were great singers. The songs were smart and really well arranged. Love them, and mm-hmm. they're awesome. I mean, you can't fault those guys musically at, yeah. at all. And even Charlie will tell you too. Charlie's like, "Look, dude, I know I wasn't supposed to like Rat, but they were a fucking good band. You know, they yeah. had great songs." And he's a song guy too, like me. So I I dug him, but I couldn't walk around with a Rat T-shirt. You know, my friend. <laughs> we lost that. We lost yeah. that because we were so we're buddies from college. So oh, when okay. we got to college in 91, yeah. it was that major shift. So yeah. Use Your Illusion was come, was out, Black Album, things like that. It went away from the glam kind of look to strip down. Even Kiss was revenge. Kind of, like yeah, they're taking yeah, sure. stuff down. So everybody was doing it. And then by time, like Earl Jam, by that summer of 91, right. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, everything took over. I took my like rats dawkins poisons it hit yeah. those cds in the corner and yeah, 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 yeah like i wasn't cool to have them at the party showing those yeah. well because at that because yeah. at because at that time pulling out a rat cd was kind of like a goof yeah You're like oh remember these guys remember, yeah okay yeah. Let, let's get yeah. back to let's go let's listen to soundgarden now but you know, something like was, there was a yeah. new fresh sound yeah yeah and you know metallica was over opening up thrash to people and yep. that was what was cool and so yeah. like yep yeah, but the only thing is, we we met each other and we had that kiss bond. Yeah, and, and you know we, it's funny. I I find that I find yeah. that a lot of people who are into, I mean, whatever, Smashing Pumpkins or the Replacements or something like that. When you, when when you back then, you weren't allowed to admit your influences if it was something like Kiss. It's true, especially in the early eighties. I remember the first, I was I used to shop at the store in the village called St. Mark Sounds and. Uh, this guy, the little Kiss trivia, Binky Phillips worked behind the counter. He was in a band Why called The Planets that used because he know? played in The Planets with with Who, Kiss, and they opened they, they opened up for Kiss. With, yeah, they used to open for Kiss. He was with yeah. John, wasn't he? I thought it was oh, Jean Bouvoir sure. or something. Yes, he's like a. If yeah, you look yeah, up yeah, a lot yeah. of, you'll see Binky's name a lot because yes. he was there. Yeah. yeah, he was there when Kiss got. He was there when they were Wicked Lester. He was there when they put on the makeup for the first time. The Planets and Kiss played a lot together in the same. I remember so. Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing sorry. those. No, I remember seeing those that those famous posters of Kiss and the Planets as the opening act. The Planets, yeah. At the time, I just knew him as Binky, the guy behind the counter. So he used to just give me advice <laughs> on all these records to get, and anything he said, he goes, "Zach, you'd like this." I was a kid; I was like sixteen, and he goes, "I know your taste; you'd like this." And there was um, this band, The Replacements, that just came out with this album called "Let It Be," and I was listening to. It. I was like, "These are good songs; they're a little sloppy, whatever." But they're heartfelt. The last tune on the first song was a terrible, like after thought, thought rendition of black diamond now this was in 84 i remember that nobody paid homage to kiss yep they were a joke yep. and i could tell even though they didn't really know how to play the song that well that they really loved this band yep 
And I actually was in the shop, and when I heard Paul Westbrook go, out on the street, I went, no fucking, I said this out loud, no fucking way. <laughs> because back then, no one covered Kiss. It was yep. like, you know, an insomnia. So I bought the record, and I just realized that, you know what, you don't have to be embarrassed by what you grew up listening to. That's what got you. And, and Kiss is, I, I mean, Kiss is going to come around. Everyone's going to be proud of growing up listening to kiss and yeah. sure enough here we are you know so it's true it's true you so came out true. of the closet and you didn't have to be ashamed <laughs> to say you were a kiss fan you know yep it's true but did i just hear you drop a godfather word there did i just Infomnia. hear yeah <laughs> yes I'm like, I, did, I, I thought i heard Infomnia. that too i thought i, I heard that too Infomnia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. sorry we're big godfather we dropped oh, the word. i am too yeah. i am yeah. why it's in, it's in my vernacular i'll say yes. that again. Yes. Yes. yes yes so can i yes. ask you there real quickly off topic godfather or goodfellas that's like choosing between pie and cake Okay, so they're, we'll make, both, I'll make it. So I'll make, we'll we'll make it even harder. Cake, here's your God, cake. God, God, <laughs> Godfather one, or, Godfather one or two. Okay. Uh oh. Personally, I Godfather one just because of the emotional content that it's more about family. Yes. Godfather two. I mean, Godfather two is just as good, if not better. Over the years, because I've watched one so many times, I could pretty much stand in a room and recite it while like, someone's listening, watching it in the next room. Exactly. Godfather two has nuances that I, every time I watch it, I get new shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Well said. So in terms of a better film, I don't know if it's one's better, but I think Godfather two is one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. Certainly the best yeah. sequel ever made. Yeah. But Godfather one's got this, first of all, Marlon Brando bringing Marlon Brando into any movie is going to give it so much heart mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. much sincerity. And because you have that, there's some kind of subconscious love in that film. Whereas mm-hmm. in Godfather two, it's about the descent of Michael just losing his soul. But that great, part great, two, great ending, point. which heart to back to part one with that dinner table and they're waiting and he's off camera. You don't it's, see Marlon. It's, off, it's, it's off camera. breaking. Oh my god, that fucking scene is amazing. Always amazing. Every scene in Godfather, yeah. Every scene in Godfather 2 is flawless. Every Mm -hmm. fucking scene. I agree. The pacing on it's flawless. Uh, Godfather 1, just just the first time you meet these people, so you feel like you're just joining their family. Yeah. And you don't have that experience in the second one, but the second one, every scene, every performance, every angle, every everything. Perfect. Flawless. Perfect. I mean, yep. flawless. Yep. You know, yep. and it's actually more heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. The first one's just, I'm now in this family and this is happening to me. The yeah. second one is, it's just heartbreaking. See, one of your favorite, you know, cousin Michael or brother Michael, however yeah. you identified with them, losing his soul mm-hmm. and all alone. That's the other yeah. thing I never really got in the film until recently. He's all, all alone. He has all alone. Yeah. nobody left. Yeah. He yeah. lost his wife. He lost his kids. He lost his brothers. You know, he's, he's, he's all alone. Yep. Yeah, yep. we, need you, well we need you when we do the commentary, live commentary. Well, you, you and Jerry you know, will have you in. We'll we'll do the live commentary. You should get Frankie Bello. There's one time. Do you guys have you guys talked to Frankie? Yet? We haven't had Frankie uh, yeah, I've, on. I've no. had I've just through Instagram here and there. Uh, we love him. He's got some great kiss stories too. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, me and Frankie one time because I used to sleep at his house um, when I lived in L.A. and and, and he's, he was up in Yonkers. And when I come to visit New York to see my family. Um, he goes, come up and stay. I stayed in his house one night and Godfather one started at midnight. And we're like, oh, we'll just, we'll stay up till three and watch this. 
And his wife went to sleep because she had to get up early in the morning. Godfather 2 came out at 3. <laughs> there you go. And we, and we looked at each other. We were like, you want to do it? I was like, fuck, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and we made coffee. And we watched Godfather 2 at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. She, yep. she goes, you guys are still up watching fucking Godfather? So I was like, yeah. yeah. yeah you you got to see you this next so. scene. And that's what happens. You no, can't no, no, no. turn you it off. You can watch Wait, wait. Well, we got to see this scene. And you're like. We were literally falling asleep. And we couldn't yeah. stay up. And yeah. it was like 5.30. And still had another <laughs> half hour left. You know, but we did it. It's the Godfather. What can you say? Yeah. Last yeah. thing I want to go back. We have these questions. We always ask our, uh, our, our, you know, our special guests. We always want, we keep track of who has a favorite member, who has a favorite song. What about a favorite kiss memory? Now, is it the first concert that you went to the, the dynasty one? Do your dad got you wow. or maybe meeting them or a funny story with them or something? Well, I have so many now. <laughs> ah, that's, um, a, that's a good problem to have my friend i guess so yeah i never thought i would i you know i i was um when they broke up i i you know everyone put up a post saying goodbye guys thank you for everything and yeah i just i just was like kind of getting all my memories together of kiss and i thought to myself um you know i was a kid like we all were we were little we discovered kiss and then like i somehow grew up and wound up playing with all four original members that's that. insane incredible I, 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 I yeah i don't even i still don't know how it happened um yeah. but uh that's i mean that's one kind of like moment i could you know that I, mm -hmm. I i you know i mean you have a favorite band then you grow up and you don't just jam in one you jam with all four that's kind of mm. that's but, a memory. Um, that is a memory mm. I, I mean i got a lot this this like when i when i joined ace's band and started touring with ace um i didn't meet him yet i just got the gig nice mm -hmm. to meet your brother Dude, it was ten minutes before show. Uh, who's this so, guy? Yeah, what are you doing? Basically, what's I'm he doing here? There. Yeah, who's this guy? So I'm standing there with my bass, and we're on stage, right? Me and Ryan, and uh, Ace comes up with his guitar, and John introduces me to him, and he goes in real loud. He goes, "Ace, this is your new bass player." Oh, yeah. I'm deaf in one ear. If you don't know yeah, that, yeah. I can't hear a thing you're saying. And he just stuck he stuck his fist at the fist bump, and he goes, "Rock and roll." That was it. <laughs> I'm in the band now. Oh man, that is beautiful. So we're like an ace. We so when we had that fun event, that Creatures Fest stuff. So there was like a, oh. um, you could do meet and greets with Peter, Ace, Bruce, you Vinny. guys, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vinny. Oh, yeah. Vin, Vin, that was yeah. great. Yeah. So we couldn't stop laughing when you would meet Ace. He'd be like hunched over, had these dark sunglasses, and be like. Hey, God bless you, brother. Hey, how are you? Fist bumping. At one point, he goes, no, and he, goes yeah. he goes, hey, let the cameraman go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The photographer took off, so it's like, like the, lunch. We're, we're in line to oh, get the no. picture taken. He's he's sitting like a director's chair, and the photographer took off. He's like hunched like this. Yeah, so, so, hey, what happened to the photographer? Like, just he's fucking. He's so out of it. It's freaking classic. <laughs> and the shit that I he's doing that. now, he's doing oh, all these God. videos of him shopping with his girlfriend. Oh, they're great. Oh my God, they're so funny. <laughs> oh my that, God, that, that needs to be a reality show. That needs to be. That's what I said to my girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, him and show. Laura got to do a reality show. I mean, it's a the, it's, yeah. The, the girls from show. Plush, the girls from Plush, one of them yeah. grew up oh, with him. And he said, I yeah. used to call him Uncle Ace. And Tom and I were like, that's it. We just ran That's the gimmick. Uncle Ace show. <laughs> he can't come on in. Uncle Ace is. You got to pitch that to like the learning channel or some shit, the you know, like, just, like make that hat or whatever, oh, you know. Like, God, how great <laughs> TBS. would that be? And uh, oh. uh, it's just, he's. 
he's such a character and he's lovable and stuff. I, I hate the drama shit that's going on between all these members. And and, yeah. it, and it's sad because I can only imagine because I think about a bunch of you guys play with everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, God bless him. We're not going to put words in your mouth. But Mr. Paul Stanley is a sensitive motherfucker. <laughs> and I, I he, don't I he's the only guy I don't really know. I mean, I don't really know Gene. I played with him a few times. Yeah. Um, but Gene and I had a nice rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric is a friend of mine and, um, Tommy's very cordial. Whenever I see him, Ace is my uncle. Like he's uncle Ace. Yeah. Uncle Ace. Yeah, yeah. He, he really, he, I love the guy. Just, we just played with him, um, a little while ago at, at, at uh, Eddie Trunk's thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was right. just, yeah. he, he welcomed me. I said, how you doing? You know, it's just yeah. like the whole, yeah. um, and then Peter, I met at Creatures Fest and he was super sweet. But I don't know Paul. I met Paul uh, a couple times on the boat, and he was always sweet to me. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah. who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah, and it's tough because all you guys play with each other, and then they shooting words across each other in social media and stuff. It sucks. Yeah. It's stupid because now you get people that, you know, start having sides, and you don't want to get that. Exactly. And, you know, he's, I think musically, um, Paul is extremely underrated. As a as a as a songwriter, as a musician, as a vocalist, mm-hmm. and just as a musical presence, you know, yeah. I I like I said, I don't know him, but um, I always thought because uh, I've jammed with him a couple of times, mm-hmm. and he just has this feel. All the guys do, but he, no one talks about his feel for music. He has a feel for rock and roll, particularly, but he also like appreciates a lot of R and B and. Yeah, he just he gets music and mm-hmm. and and what music's supposed to do, you know, and, and and how it brings us all together and stuff like that. He understands it on an organic, intrinsic level. Where, and I don't think people look at him as a musical entity, which is strange I th- because yeah, I, I think I think re- it's a great point because I think you know for all the teasing that everybody does about you know whatever, I think real Kiss fans, you know, like us, people that have followed yeah. the band forever. And listen to the songs, you know, you know, sometimes we have fun with some of the lyrical choices that Paul makes, but the way he constructs a song, the way he constructs a hook and a chorus, I mean, it's undeniable. It's like you say, even people who aren't Kiss fans know certain songs. They know the hook. They know the chorus. And I think that's, that's a testament to him. And you're right. He is tremendously underrated as, as a rhythm guitar player. No doubt. Definitely. And as a singer and as a, particularly as a songwriter, I think out of all the guys in the band. I think he could have had a really, if he never became a rock star, I think he could have had a great career as kind of one of those guys that write songs, for, hit songs for other people mm-hmm. like Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this cat, Max Martin, who I idolized because the guy wrote Hit Me Baby One More Time. Um, yep. Freaking, I mean, like all the hit songs, Tell Me Why, he wrote that one. <laughs> yep. I mean, you go down the list of all the Max, and he's a metalhead. He was this yep. metalhead guy in the 80s. He was in a metal band in Sweden, still got his hair. And one day he just went, I don't want to tour anymore. I don't want to make records anymore. I can still come up with hooks. And he started writing these songs and he let other people run with them. Yep. And he's sitting at home in Sweden making billions of dollars. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure. He's yeah. my hero. You know, if yeah. you just look up Mac, go of Wicked no, Max I know, Martin. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. fantastic. He's, he, I think Paul Stanley, um, you know, if he never joined Kiss, uh, could easily have been the Max Martin of the seventies and eighties and had hits with earth, wind and fire. And whoever. Yeah. he just understands, like you said, a hook and a song and mm-hmm. what makes the song hooky and stuff like that. And he's always, he's, he's never failed in that department. Yeah. There's not really too many, 
I don't think there's really a lot of songs with Paul that you can go, oh, that's kind of not hooky. I don't, that's unmemorable. You may not like it, but it's, they're all well-written. Yeah. And they're all hooky. They're all, they're all memorable. Mm -hmm. So I I think he's extremely underrated as a songwriter. And I really think he's extremely underrated as obviously as a front man in the annals of rock and roll. Yeah. You know, he should be put up there with, with plant the all time Roth and anybody, you know, I mean, there's, Nobody could, and Freddie Mercury, there's very few people that actually could command 60,000 people in their hand. And that's a, not a lot of people can do that. He did that for 50 years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So, and, you know, say what you want about him, but the guy's untouchable. No, no, no. We're, so we had, um, we had his right. Leave Paul alone, you guys. <laughs> no, we love Paul, but we tease him. It's okay. I'm um, kidding. I'm kidding. We <laughs> had uh, his writing partner, Desmond Child, on about a month ago. Oh, well. Yeah. And we went through all that stuff. And I and I uh, people are probably sick of me saying this, but I've said this all the time. If I had to choose, my life depended on it. One artist to write a song that I know I will like, I will choose Paul mm-hmm. Stanley over everybody. The mm-hmm. guy knows a chorus and a hook better than anybody yeah. I've ever listened to. The yeah. the amount of great choruses, which you know, people are like, oh, that's just silly. It, it's not. It might be simple, like you think it is. But get something that sticks in your head that you like and you want to keep repeating. Definitely. Something mm, from even true. down to turn on the night, to to, yeah. to Black Diamond, to lick yeah. it up. All those choruses and all those things are just off the charts. And Desmond Child, who's like that Max guy, he off the chart, off the yep. chart. Yeah. And he'll praise Paul to the roof. Like, he taught me how to do this. He knows how to get a chorus. He knows how to do this. And he was just nonstop heaping this praise upon Paul as a songwriter. And I agree with you that if he wanted to, he could be writing hits for Cher, other pop guys like with hook Ricky Martin, like, like Desmond child did, he could be doing that stuff. And and it's a shame because, you know, unfortunately now as everyone gives him crap about his voice and stuff, the guy obviously had some surgical issues in this voice, but Regardless, you can't take away his impact, his influence, Mm-mm. and his talent. Amazing. That's definitely talent. Doesn't yeah. you can't. That's him. You know, you can never yeah. take away any of his uh, natural gifts. So, Zach, let me let me ask you this. I want to kind of back up a little bit because I'm sure once once our listeners and find out that we have you on, they're going to want to f- know one of the big things that everybody wants to know. In the last week or so. The big giant breaking news was that the Gene Simmons band was going to yeah. get together and they were going to tour this festival in Brazil. Uh-huh. And, and you're starting to laugh because you know where I'm going, obviously. <laughs> and, the, and the big excitement in that announcement was that the band was going to consist of Zach Throne. <gasps> and, and everyone was like, fuck yes. Uh-huh. Un- until Ooh. we saw your Facebook post. Yeah. What ha- what 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 happened? Do you do you, what happened? Can you share um, as much as, as as much as you can share, if possible? What happened? My girlfriend's watching me right now, so they're asking about Jean's band. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> no, she's going. She's like, do whatever you do. Um, my girlfriend's a photographer, so she's documenting this event right now. Oh, uh, it's an important event. You're on our show. You're on our show. I've been, I've <laughs> Never been, mind I've been for Tom and Zeus. Yeah. yeah, I've been fucking playing I've been trying for years to get on this playing show. Playing on Paul. That's yeah, nothing. This is, Talking this is to a... two kiss fucking idiots from Boston. Uh, that's bad. Exactly. Yeah. And the third kiss idiot. Right? That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, okay. Uh, well, I'm not in the band. 
uh, I'm not not by my particular choice. Uh, Gene's a great guy. I played with him before. Uh, We're symbiotic. We like all the same music. And Gene's Gene's kind of um, Gene's kind of, and I think he'll admit this immediately that he's more he's he's motivated by marketing. I don't think that's too, you know, liberal to say that. That's not breaking news, but yeah. I, I was going to say, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like money. <laughs> yeah. I got the scoop for you. He's motivated by marketing. <laughs> yes. But 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 he he I mean, in all sides of marketing, you know, he he wants to not just have quality, but he needs to to look a certain way, mm-hmm. to smell smell a certain way and to travel a certain whatever it is. So um, he comes from that place. And there's normally when you come play with a band, you play and everything's cool. And as long as you're not an asshole and you musically connect, then that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Whereas Gene, he wants all those things, but he also needs it. You know, your eyes have to be a certain color and your hair has to be a certain way and stuff like that. So um, we get along great musically. We exchanged a lot of ideas. He loved all the ideas I, I, I had pitched to him in the past. And he's like, that's good. Let's run with that. That'll be great. Dude, that all is these fucking that, 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 that might be the that might be the best gene we've ever heard on this show. I, I'm telling you, that's better than Craig. I'm, yeah. like, it's just amazing. Yeah. Go on. Oh, go on. I smoke Craig Gas in my Dean Simmons. Yeah, you do. I, I'm thinking guy. already. You won't. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck him. No, I'm just kidding. Gene, no, is Craig. that really you? You sound you sound great. <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh uh my girlfriend loves my background card guess. Um so uh <laughs> no, we actually we're going to dinner with him tonight, so yeah, I'll make Craig? sure I mention that to him. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh you got yeah. We had uh, some fun a, with him at the we, uh we saw his oh, he's the best. The last, the la- on the last uh night before the um uh the ending. Madison York, Square so Garden we weekend. We, the new yeah. yeah we did oh, yeah. social media I, and shit and talk. You know, you 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 talk to people online, but then you get to actually finally meet him. So yeah, we got yeah, to yeah. meet him in New York. He's great. We love. Him. He's the best. He's he's fucking awesome. But go ahead. Um, yeah. So anyway, so uh, we we had great ideas. Everything was great and copacetic. And then and then uh, uh, my friend who was M musical directing the band that Gene was putting together, and he goes, he loves you. This was not an easy decision, but there was another guy that came in with kind of the look that Gene was looking for to make his presentation. So he's oh. going to give it to that guy. Well, and, the, and the other guy is a, a guy I know who's extremely talented. I'm not going to say his name because I think they want to announce it, but okay. I was like, fine. I mean, it's, it's, I, I get it and I get what Gene's trying to accomplish and I'm not, you know, hurt by it. I mean, that's it. You know, I, that's Gene's kind of ideal is that mm-hmm. he wants to make sure that he's presenting a package. It's like, you know, it's like, it's a package. Yeah. So I was like, cool, right on. And I and I told I called the guy and he's a friend of mine and I said, dude, congrats, man. You got this is gonna be huge for you and mm-hmm. and you're gonna go crush it. And he's like, Man, thank you so much. And and um then like in the fucking press, there was like Zach Rounds and Gene Simmons' band. I was like, No, I'm not <laughs> like at all. <laughs> and dude, my my Instagram and all my social media was like inundated, like kiss. Army Istanbul. Congratulations on these. I was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it was so all over the world. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not. And all my friends are crying. I had no idea. I was like, I'm not doing it. So finally, I just was like, you know, I don't feel comfortable going, you know, attention media. I'm not doing this. Yeah. But I, I, every like five minutes, I was getting so many calls and emails and texts. I was just like, this is just easier just to do this and just go, I know this is what you read. Yep. I am not doing the Gene Simmons gig. And you know, that's that. So 
Okay. We, That's we thought happened. we were lucky timing this. Like, oh, perfect timing. He can tell I us know. all about the Gene Simmons uh, gig. But now it's perfect uh, yeah. timing. But now it's perfect timing. You can tell Gene Simmons to fuck off on our <laughs> show. <laughs> I was just wondering if he wanted Gene to. Gene would like, like that, actually. Yeah, no, I know. I, maybe he was like asking you like the quirky things he asked members. Are you willing to change your name? I like uh, no, he was, he Zach was awesome, Dynamite. Would <laughs> sound right. better in my band. Zach Diamond. That would that would yeah, there you go. Zach Diamond. Zach, there you go. That actually works. Perfect. I like that. Yeah. yeah. But were were you gonna be like a rhythm guitarist? Because I know you play guitar. Uh, yeah, I was gonna be rhythm and um Brent Woods, who's the musical director, he's yeah, gonna we be. We met lead. him in Vegas too. He's another good guy. He's awesome, awesome guy. Awesome. And um, so, and and we, uh, you know, it was it was it was going to be that lineup, and it, it was great. I mean, it was just it worked great. It was fine, and uh, everything that I, you know, everything I pitched in, Gene was into, and everything he pitched in, I, you know, I did it to the best of my ability. It was a great day, and then the guy, the other guy, walked in, who's like I said, a buddy of mine, and he's by the way, he's not just like a look; he's really talented. Yeah, he mm-hmm. deserves it. But he had the look that Gene was looking for. He came straight out of like, you know, Gene's like, oh, that's a rock star. So, <laughs> Well, you don't look you know, shabby yourself, you, you know? Yeah, I'm okay. Not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I get it. I mean, it's the same. You know, listen, I was an actor for fucking 10 years. And I, you know. I you, know. You, we we were you, looking you, that up. And we were like. You do this thing. Fuck? You you audition for so long. And then you get to the final callback. And you go up against the guy who's opposite of you. I have blue eyes and long hair. He had yeah. brown eyes and short hair. And then they go, well, the producers really loved you. They thought that you were the better actor. But they want a Latino. So they're going for, you know. Yeah. And you just go. That's the biz, you know. Yeah, and you got a good attitude too. about it, though. You have yeah, a great yeah. attitude about it. They, you, you, can't, know, you're you can't not sulking and, and bitching. You know, you just move on. Now you're not, yeah, you I know, mean, you're not shabby yourself. Uh, look at the band <laughs> right. you're playing with, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got so, a killer band. Yeah, you do. And uh, you were uh, thinking about maybe that's going to come back soon, going back on tour. Yeah, we leave um, March. Oh God! When do we leave March? Uh, when do we go? I think it's like the last week of March because our first show is like March twenty. Don't quote me on this. It, it, I just put up the dates recently, so I, I just I can't. Yeah. But it's the last week of March, and then we go to Japan for a week, and then we do one show in the Philippines. Where I, I've never been to the Philippines, so that'll oh, be wow. interesting. Oh nice. wow! Nice. nice. Now this, yeah. and this is with uh, Corey. We forgot with Corey say, Taylor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We forgot yeah. to say who with who. Um, oh but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people are like, well, know where to find you. Um, and then yeah. the other thing is, Oh, we- I got it. It's March 25th. Sorry. March no, 25th in Tokyo, uh, March 26th in Tokyo, March 28th in Osaka. And then July, uh, April 1st in, um, Manila. Wow. Those are the days. Are you, are you circling uh, into back to new England area by any chance anytime soon? Um, I don't, not with the Corey band, um, CMFT, which is the name of, of our band. We, we're going just to, uh, Japan and Manila. And then in June, we go to Europe and play all the festivals there for about a, about a month Wow! in Europe. And then we, and then, uh, we're kind of off for a while. So I'm not sure when we're coming back to the New England area. I, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I'd like to play that area again, you know, soon because I miss being out there. Yeah, so play, not, pl- playing with, oh, I'm sorry, I was just going to say, so playing with, you know, playing with Ace and playing with Bruce and doing the cruise and Creatures Fest and stuff, 
how did you how, how did you how did you get hooked up with Corey? Are you guys like longtime friends, or was this like how did how did, like was there a Slipknot connection somehow? So, or how did that how did this how did this whole thing come together? I, I knew Corey from back in L.A. when I lived in L.A. in the '90s and the 2000s. Okay. Um, we met through Scott Ian initially because I've known okay. Scott since since I was like 16. Yep. And um, he said uh, he, he I was living with my then girlfriend in L.A. and he said, "Hey, I want to come over and, and and we'll make dinner and jam." And I'm bringing Corey Taylor. And I didn't know what Corey looked like outside of Slipknot. I just, yeah, I just yeah, the mask and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he and in walks in this like good looking kind of Iowan boy with a yeah. nice smile, and he just goes, "Hey, I'm Corey." And I was like, "Really? You're Corey?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And we ate dinner, and then we sat around, and uh, we, you know, I popped open some wine, and then we brought out these acoustic guitars, and me and Corey and Pearl, Scott's wife who I was playing with, um, we just started singing like Crosby, Stills and Nash songs and Eagles mm-hmm. and oh. all kind. Yeah. We just Eagles, you know, love that shit. Yeah. Love the Eagles. Now I didn't think that the guy in Slipknot would love the Eagles again. Yeah. I didn't know Corey yet. So I start playing an Eagles tune. He knows every word. That's awesome. He knows every harmony to every Eagle song. And whatever I pulled out, Beatles, Eagles, anything with three part harmony, he knew how to, he knew how to get, grab a harmony really mm-hmm. quick. And I just went, man, he's really good. Like, yeah. who knew? So we exchanged numbers and all that. And then, like, within the next few years, we just started. I don't think he was living in L.A. yet, but every time he came to L.A., he'd call me and we would just go out to dinner. And we became really, really close musically. Nice. He's super and, free. And, and his friend. Super fucking talented. I mean, what, Slipknot, Stone Sour, mm-hmm. his solo stuff, the, the range yeah. of his vocals is just insane. It's it's incredible, it's, talented guy. I mean, there's nothing that that guy can't do. And and, yeah. and it, it, in terms of musically, like he understands intrinsically every style of music, really. I mean, he could mm. write a Les Mis operetta or he mm. could write, a, you know, a real heavy tune and he can go from like hardcore punk to fucking r&b and there's awesome. not that many people i know that can do that authentically yeah that's awesome and as a vocalist he's you know there's, there's certain there's certain things that he can do vocally that i can't do mm-hmm. that i don't really know anyone that can do i have a good voice but i have like kind of one thing i do with my voice and i do it to the best of my ability whereas Corey puts on voices like people put on hats yeah <laughs> yeah. just take this hat off yeah put on a you know baseball hat and take that up put on a fucking mm-hmm. straw hat he can do you know and i've seen him do it on the same mic just go in and out of of voices yeah wow not awesome. you know there's there's not that many people that can that can do that so we've been friends now for i mean i want to say like 25 years and wow that's nice. a good that's a good nice. relationship then nice yeah that's yeah solid. yeah it's great so do you get a chance to look back and yeah, you may sing like that, but I can sing burn bitch burn. Can you? <laughs> I rub his nose in that every day. Yeah. I can. <laughs> sing it like this guy can. Yeah. I mean, what about uh, Bruce? Yeah. So I know Bruce, we had him on, he opened up season six for us a couple of weeks ago for us. Mm. We talked about what he have may have coming up plans and stuff. I know he had almost plans to do that South American gig too, as well. Um, oh yeah so is there something along the line of like hey guys uh, i know what your schedule is todd uh you know i know todd and brent are both out with uh slash i think they're in mexico now 
I think they opened. Yeah, up they were in Mexico today. City like two nights ago, I think. Yeah. yeah I think so, so with we, is there with, anything? With, like yeah, that? with no with no Kiss cruise here, where people 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 are kind of jonesing for the Bruce Kulick band and all you guys to to get together again. What anything anything happening? We know you guys are being pulled from all different directions because you guys are all amazing at what you do. So, thank you. Um, not, not any immediate plans right now, unfortunately. Um, we always talk about wanting to do a record, do some kind of fly dates, you know, around when, when it's just getting our schedules together. Yeah. That's the hardest thing because when, when, when Todd and Bruce are home, I'm out with Corey and when Mm -hmm. I'm home, they're out with slash. And, and so it's just been it's just been tricky to kind of all be home at the same time where we could just, you know, all go in the yeah. studio and do shit. But, um, we always talk about it. I mean, it's everybody's goal is to just, it's it, it, everybody's goal is to go d- get together and either do a run of shows, um, or do a record, you know, cause we just yeah. have, we just love playing together and we're very close. And obviously there's a demand out there to see these songs. Oh Yeah. You know, the, the Bruce's era of Kiss is, is, is like you said, it's, it's underrepresented outside oh, of the cruise. Criminally under, underrepresented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, you know, we have people go, please come to so-and-so and please come here. And we never hear these songs live ever. And so we're always down to do that. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's just being able to find the time scheduling. Yeah. 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 But that, you that's, guys, it, that's it. Yeah. You four oh. are, are, just now and i we love all the other bands we love you know ryan and jeremy and phil and all the way through to jericho's quarantine and stuff there's They're something great. about you four yeah oh, thank you, you guys are tom and i would call you guys that's the a team yeah and <laughs> when the a team is up, seriously like and that's not to say those other guys aren't close to you guys or that yeah but you guys musically and the mm. energy and shit you give off is just amazing. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you not, guys. Not yeah. a problem. One last thing before we let you go, I've got to do like a personal thing. I got to ask you about because, you know, looking into it, I'm like, Oh, over time, I, I've, I've obviously read about you, uh, Zach and you, I'm like, Oh, he was an actor. Why does it come up as an actor? When I was trying to find him, like when I first heard of you through Bruce's yeah. band, I'm like, no, that's not him. I'm not looking for an actor. I'm looking for a musician. Right. And yeah. And then I look, and it's got all the shows we grew up on. Dude, you were in Beverly Hills 90210, and now my oh, mind is like, where the fuck was he? Yeah, my what mind episode? is like, well, I know I, every episode. If you describe it, I'll be like, oh, I know that episode. I can't then, believe the guy that's saying, thou shalt not on the cruise was in yeah. Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> not only that, you were with the other guy that threw that Donna chick down the flight of stairs. You were in that show, too. Right, I was. Yeah, well, I was. Um, they and they had. Were you on that song that became like a hit? I was. Oh, what was that yeah. song? Something Angel, something Angel. Oh, from the Heights. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you were in yeah. the band no, with him. Yeah, I was. And you were on yeah. that track. Yep. They so now we have. So, so, so forget everything else you're famous for. Just doing that. Now we're fanboying with you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we all grew up with nine hundred two one zero and all that shit. Yeah, well, this, is what, it, this is what happens. We have you on, and now it's like we we just can't stop talking. But we know we got. I, I got to hear this stuff. Yeah, so go ahead. Go. A, a little bit about that. Okay, I'll give you the short version. Um, so I I uh, I moved to Los Angeles in 1988 or something, and I was trying to be a musician, 
And, um, you know, you do anything in public in LA and someone will offer you something that's not what you want to do because of whatever. And an agent saw me, I was, I was doing theater uh, just for fun. Uh, my father was an actor and I, and I, and I, I always liked seeing him in theater. And, um, so I just thought, oh, that'd be fun. There's like a weekend theater group or something. And I would do like scenes and plays and stuff. An agent saw me and he goes, Hey, you want to sign? And I said, no, I'm not an actor. I'm a guitar player. And he, he signed me and he started sending me out for auditions. And eventually I started booking shit. And at the time I was living in a real shitty apartment in North Hollywood with my roommate. And uh, you know, I had no money and acting pays a lot of money. Yeah. You know, you do one day on some TV show and you all of a sudden have not only this month's rent, but next month's rent too, you know? So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, there's something going on here. So I kind of started acting more and music kind of went on the back burner for a bit. And eventually um, I booked this series. I, I, the lead on the series for Aaron Spelling called The Heights. He had, mm -hmm. had a big hit with 90210. I remember when Fox was brand new and they only had a yeah, couple of shows. All that shit. Oh yeah. You grew up with that shit. <laughs> Yeah, so it was like he had a new show and it involved musicians and they wanted actors that were musicians or musicians that could act. And I was a musician that could act. So I went up for it and, and a long casting process, I got it. So we went to Vancouver, Canada to, to shoot it. And along the way, some of the songs we recorded got released to radio and one of them went to number one. Yep. Unbelievable. So we had this number. We had the number one song in the country, and we weren't even a real band. You right? Know? <laughs> yeah, we were like, we were like, you know. So we 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 had to go out on the weekends and tour, uh, but no, we, no one felt comfortable playing except me. So rather than get everybody comfortable, we just went out with you know um, playback and sang in shopping malls and shit. Like, mm. so anyway, we had this number one hit, and um, then the show went off. The show only lasted thirteen episodes. We went off the air. And then about a year later, I was auditioning for something on 90210. It was like a six-episode arc for a character called Howard. And I went in to read, and it was all the same guys from Aaron Spelling from yep. The Heights. And they were like, hey, Zach Throne. And I was like, oh, hey, guys. you know. And I read, and they gave me the part. And Aaron welcomed me back. He sent me like this kind of fruit basket. And I said, nice to be back. And um, I did six episodes of that show. And to this day, those six episodes is just, it just has legs. It's just everyone wanting that, you know. I don't remember the character. Unbelievable. Me, what was the story? What was the story? You, you don't remember the character? No. I mean, oh, I don't okay, remember so, the show. Uh -oh. like, do you so remember? What? Tom, I don't, do you remember I, I, it? I, I'm sorry. I don't. Okay. It's okay. Um I was I'm more of a Melrose. I was YouTubing. I'm gonna find you now. I was more of a Melrose Place guy. I'll be. I'll admit. So. Oh, you know, here's a cool trivia on Melrose Place. Did you watch the first season of Melrose Place? Yeah. I watched every episode religiously. Okay. Do you remember in the first season, Billy's father wanted to get him to work at his like furniture store or something because yep. he thought yep. he. Yeah. Yep. That was my dad. No, no way. Holy That's my dad. Shit. My wow. dad played Billy's father in the first season. That's crazy. Now, did you make an appearance there too eventually? No, I was doing the Heights at the time and my dad was doing Melrose Place and I had called him and I go, Pop, you and I are both working for Aaron Spelling at uh, the same time. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. wow. That's yeah. amazing. That was, Holy that shit. was a moment for me because I yeah. never thought I would, you know. Yeah. Um, that's wild. I played, okay, so on 902 and 0, there was a character 
named Howard when they went to college. It was a season where they went to college and Howard was this guy with a ponytail and earring and he (laughs) ran the radio station at the college and he got David Silver hooked on crystal meth. Uh, I know you now. <laughs> now I know you. I just can't picture the image of like what a young well, Zach Throne drug dealer looked like. Nice. Hey, bring oh. me your a cell phone if you got time. Oh, I'm no, going to show you what no. I look like. Oh, uh, no. no. I remember uh, I the episode to. when he became all cracked out and shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember. He, I, I, re- I remember that. I remember that plot. We line. used yeah. to watch it in yeah. college. Oh, yeah. In yeah. college, we'd watch 90210. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Can you give me, can I borrow that? Yeah. Can you look, look up? Let's push my name and then like nine zero two one zero, and I just I'm going to show Tom and just what I look like in the nineties. <laughs> when I was Reg- regret- <laughs> regrettably what I look like. <laughs> yeah, he used to right. sell me crystal meth in the nineties. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I remember Zach Brody saw me crystal meth in the nineties. He was a good guy. Okay, so I look like that. I'm going to see this. That's not you. Dude, that oh, looks fuck like yeah, that's me. There is that no looks way like that reach. That Dude, does not look like you. That looks like Potsy. Let's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought you said you, you had guys like are a flattering long... me. Oh, I thought you said you had long hair and shit. Yeah, there you go. Holy shit! That first of all, a thing first like of all, you. there's no way I would have said. Can we? Oh, I know that guy. That you know how long ago this is. This oh, is like thirty years ago. Can we talk about me, what's his... Let me see what you look like, Zeus, 30 years ago. Let's oh, talk about you wouldn't that. recognize me. I was actually thin back then. Oh, Zach, Zach, you wouldn't recognize me. I had a full head of black hair. Like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And we had, like, the long fucking mullet hockey hair, you know? Yeah. Short on top and the long hair. Probably then, about 40 like, pounds lighter. 40? Oh, fuck up. More than 40 pounds lighter. But that's Anyways, fucking hilarious. That's fucking man. fantastic. Uh, it's, Zach. It's, it's some funny shit. Zach, where can uh, I mean this is amazing. We could we could take another four hours of your life, but we won't. Where can people find yeah. you to keep track of what you're up to and what you're doing, and uh, to find uh, clips of you selling crystal meth? Where can they find that? <laughs> where, can they buy, where can you hook them up with some meth? I was gonna say, do you want to see clips of me selling crystal meth in life? Or on the show? <laughs> no, 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 not okay. in real life. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, all that's probably on YouTube somewhere with the nine hundred two and zero shit. But um, if you uh. If you want to follow me, I don't have a website, but you can go on my Instagram, which is just Zach Throne. Okay. Um, there's another kid out there named Zach Throne who's an actor. It's really he spells it exactly the same way as me. Yep. But it's not me. <laughs> um, so just make sure it's me. And uh, yeah, Instagram and and um, and Facebook really is, is kind of you know what I post on now pretty awesome. regularly. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. And anything involving Corey, I mean, if you just follow CMFT. Corey Taylor, it'll give you all the dates of of you know what we're when we're coming out and and when we're playing and when we're making a new record and stuff. Fantastic, Zach. Yeah. This has been this has been amazing. Yeah. Thank you. What a blast we've had. So oh, dude, I had to, a great time, man. So great to finally talk to you and meet you, yeah. you know, via Zoom. So thank you so much. God bless with with everything that you got going on in the future with you, man. Thank you so oh, much. Oh man, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. It was a blast. Anytime you guys want to talk, just fucking holler and we'll do this again. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. It was Zach, awesome. You're the man. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are. Thank you. Tom, that was the great Zach Throne. What do you think? Yeah, uh, just amazing. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. And I had to ask him about the whole thing with Gene's band and that announcement. I'm sure he wasn't thrilled to have that conversation, but we wanted to ask it because we know that you guys were probably curious. And how could we have Zach thrown on here and not bring that up? 
Uh, he answered as honestly and, you know, as, as wonderfully as I could have ever expected. So we gave him kudos for that. And just talking about everything again, talking about the Godfather and how much we love that music in general, Ace and Gene and Bruce and Corey Taylor and just, just amazing stuff. Zach was just, we, we knew it was going to be a ton of fun, but you know, it exceeded my expectations. I know that great guy. Yeah, we we uh, took some personal liberties where we got the chance to veer off and talk about his acting in 90210. And I mean, I didn't know he was on that song from the guy that pushed Donna Martin down a flight of stairs. <laughs> uh, he was on that number one hit. And then in addition to that, his love of the Godfather, shit, we could have went on for hours. And we, we were talking about like we need to have a Godfather conversation and bring him on, and maybe some other celebrities that are big fans of the uh, the Godfather, and talk about those great movies. But Zach, what a fucking thrill! Uh, and and we talk about this sometimes. Like we like you know you get big names, you get other musicians, stuff like that. But sometimes the conversations that you have with certain people that you didn't expect. Yep. Stick with you more than any other conversation you've had with any other person that you've had on your show. This True. is one of our best fucking conversations we've ever had on this show. Yep. Ton of fun. Great guy. Yep. Tom, what we do next is we go to question of the week. And I think we had something earlier that we hinted at. We do. We do. And our question of the week is brought to us by the great Hall of Famer, Tony Barone of ABCPA Inc. The tax man, Tony, is your man for all of your tax and accounting and financial expertise needs. He can take care of you if you're an individual, if you're a business, if you have issues with your estate, anything. And Zeus and I can speak from personal experience. He did our taxes last year, and it was seamless, painless, because we know how painful taxes can be. Tony is the man. He's attentive, he's communicative, and he's detailed. He's the best. Check them out, abcpainc.com. There's links there where you can call, links where you can send an email, and links to all of the services and products that he provides. So please check them out. We love Tony, and we can speak from experience about how wonderful he is. Tony is the man. All right, Tom, what's the question? And a question of the week comes from Ryan Michael Ramaswamy Clinton <laughs> Cronin Scott Woodrow Roosevelt. <laughs> Truman <laughs> Delano Truman <laughs> So on the heels of the World Domination episode with Kiss and Aerosmith he asked what bands would we have liked to have seen Kiss team up with over the decades and do a double bill like that maybe Ooh. not maybe not open up cuz Kiss had a ton of great bands open for them but a co-headline All right so for me the 70s I'd either say Zeppelin or the Eagles. Okay. But Zeppelin makes more sense. I agree. Right? So for me, Zeppelin. You? I would say Zeppelin, although it does feel like just an incredible. I mean, I, I know this is wishful thinking anyways. Uh, for me, I know this band opened up for Kiss, and they had a great relationship with them, and they still do to this day. Rush. I, I think a co-headlining of Rush. I think two different styles, two different types of performers and two bands that, you know, I would say probably late seventies. Um, but I would, I would love to see Rush of course. Yeah. For the seventies. So the, the the thing I'm thinking about though, Tom, I'm I'm putting more parameters on it. Like okay. Rush's most of his career hasn't even been done yet. 
That's true. They they blew up in the 80s, but they're late 70s. Like, yeah, because moving pictures didn't come out till 81. So, like, a lot of good music wouldn't have been on those tours. So, for me, that's fair. why that's, that's Zeppelin's mostly a career. You can go to 79, almost 80. Last was all right, 80. All right. You know, I'll, I'll change my pick. I'll, I'll go with Fog Hat. You, but, that's, <laughs> but that's the <laughs> way I have it because we always set up these yeah. self-parameters. And that's I, was gonna pick, I was going to pick Rush for the 80s, but I have somebody else I want to use for the 80s. All right. You go so, ahead. for the 80s, I would say, because I'm, I'm going to 89. Um, I would either say, see, I wouldn't say I was thinking about ACDC, but I don't want Brian Johnson doing fucking Bon Scott. It's not the same thing. Uh, bon Scott song. So the, if it wasn't ACDC, I would say Bon Jovi because Bon Jovi by New Jersey at this point up to New Jersey is it's your perfect Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi kiss. Okay. I was going to go to something like that, but I think for me. Two front men that fucking command the stage. I know where you're going. I would say late 80s, I would go White Snake. Oh, really? Yeah. I would I go, thought- I would I would go hair metal glam era late, 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 late. I would get in the slide it in, the 87 self-titled, and I would do that. I would do that. Now they did perform together, and that didn't end up working too well because they didn't like each other. They got right, to that right. fight about the bombs and the shit going off and pyro. Yep. yep. But anyway, um, I thought you were gonna go Van Halen. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would probably be it. That, yeah, that would work. Obviously, that would Van Halen would work with anybody. Yeah, just uh, when you said front man, I was like, oh, he's going. He's definitely going. David Lee Roth. Um, yeah. all right, nineties for me. If I have my choice, I would probably go Nirvana because Ooh. you got everything from Nirvana. Yep, they're dead by ninety. Yeah, they're dead. They're dead. So you're dead. not missing a song. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Nirvana. Alice in Chains would also be considered, but they do have some good shit when Lane's gone, and they're actually dead by that time too, kind of for for years. So, or Stone Temple Pilots or Pearl Jam, one of those. But most likely, I would go Nirvana Kiss. Yeah, it would depend on when in the nineties, because my vote would be Pearl Jam, a, a guitar oriented, more classic rock style band. But as long as it's after verses. I would probably say that. I think that would be great, especially obviously we know the love that Mike McCready has for, for kiss and all that stuff. So I think that would have been a killer, killer fucking co-headlining and Matt Cumron. That's right. That's right. And the two thousands and all who cares? No one cares. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking no. I don't know. Oh, I got it. Kiss and Pearl and Foo Fighters. Oh yeah, that would work. That would definitely work. Yeah. Dave's a huge, huge kiss fan. Yes. Agreed. Now the 2010s kiss and Foo Fighters. Yeah, exactly. The 2020s, kissing Foo Fighters. Or or you could even throw in, I mean, you know what would be a good one in the 90s? Because of the change in style, both musically and aesthetically, you could throw Metallica in there. Because Metallica was doing the load and reload albums, which was a more accessible type of rock. I'll take Metallica for the 2000s. I'll take 2010s (laughs) Foo Fighters. 2020s who's still playing um, metallica and the food fighters well <laughs> <laughs> uh, a form of stone top of pilots is still out there form of aic aic that's true they're all there 20s. that's right yep. there you go that's, that's five different fucking bands yeah the same the same bands for 30 years that's okay though <laughs> yeah, it's all right yep. i'll yep. take it it ain't yep. certainly it certainly ain't gonna be fucking one direction <laughs> <laughs> why not 
Great uh, question. Great yeah. question. Thank you, Ryan, Michael, Ramaswamy, <laughs> Trump, Nirvana, whatever the hell your name is. We love you, buddy. <laughs> Courtney Love fucking, <laughs> fucking whatever. Anyway, um, Tom, where can people find us? Always start with our website, shoutoutloudcast.com. That's you can find all of our episodes, all the SIOL episodes, Dorm Damage, Album Review Crew, Zeppelin Chronicles. You can find all of our links there, our links to our Amazon shopping, our links to our Shout Out Loudcast merch, links to our Patreon, links to all of our social media. You can also comment directly on the website. We get those in the form of an email. All of our rankings, everything that we always talk about. You can see pictures of all of our guests. The website's really a lot of fun, tons of information there, so please do that. And if you want to be Question of the Week, you can comment on our social media as Ryan Michael Cooks Cronin Dole did, <laughs> or you can send us an email to shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. We read every single email that you get. We love to say this because we want to make sure we keep getting them. Sometimes we can't get to all of them during the show, but we do read every single one. So please do that at shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And of course, social media, very active on there. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Please check us out. Please follow us. And we always like to say that we are a proud member of the Pantheon podcast network of shows. Yeah. You can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're also on threads. And uh, I think Tom's trying to get us on TikTok more active. And one other thing that we're in the middle of getting. And if you check us out now, we are in the process of updating our Spotify profile page, not the Spotify podcast page. So if you search Shout It Out Loudcast, you'll see the podcast and you'll see our profile. If you click on our profile, we are now creating playlists from all of our episodes where we ever did a draft, a top 10, or anything like that, a best and a worst. So we're slowly getting there because we're kind of backlogged with doing them. We're up to about episode 40 right now. So smashes thrashes and shit we know heavy mayo loves that episode we have playlists there and eventually we're going to have every episode that was a playlist a draft a top 10 there's going to be a corresponding spotify playlist so please check those out too those are there too yeah that's uh that's a lot of fun organizing yep. looking back at that you know yep. best songs to play at a barbecue yep. uh you know songs to get pumped up at going to a show uh, mm -hmm. a kiss draft with uh the talisman and things like that tons of fun one of my favorite playlists putting together was the episode we did worst three worst <laughs> two songs in a row of an yeah. album. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. Great Love stuff. It. Love yep. it. Check it out. Spotify. Yeah. Uh, you can always subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, last week, Tom, I, for some of the listeners out there, I put in the YouTube clip and the, give us one of your five star child reviews on apple podcast which helps the show tremendously i also yep. put the star clip in there nobody said shit so i guess you didn't miss it that much so fuck it i'm not putting them in again <laughs> there you go we give we give we give you the fans a voice it's okay and nobody cared that's all right nope it's all right, it's yep. all right. anyways make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel make sure you give us a five star child review those help the show out tremendously. And if you do, we give you a shout out and read it. So I like to always repeat our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And in addition, our website, which Tom had already mentioned, you can go to our Amazon store. You can go to our, our merch page, which has a bunch of fucking shirts and stuff out there. I, I honestly think that Ace Cult shirt may be outselling our fucking loudcaster shirt. 
Uh, people love it. And uh, yep. my favorite is the Fish Alive 2. Oh, God. That's so bad. That's, uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, go to our merch thing. And there's everything up there. We just did Dynasty. So now we have our album rankings, our song rankings. All that shit is there. You go album review, our Zeppelin rankings for songs and stuff. All that's up there. So take a look, have some fun, and make some comments. It's always great when we see those comments. So mm-hmm. we always like to end on famous last words. Tom, do you have any? I do. You do? We yeah. do. <laughs> well, the son of a bitch must be crazy telling me I'm going to go down. I said, this ain't the Inquisition. You ain't the son of God. And I sure as hell don't give a damn. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's out of the frying pan and into the fire. You're bent over. Baby, let me be the driver. Poetry. Poetry. Zach Throne, Kiss Army, Loudcasters, Tom, thank you. Zach Throne, you are the man. Thank you so much for a great conversation. Loved having you. Loudcasters, you guys rock. Zeus, as always, my friend, thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. Hit the music. What I'd like now is for all you Keep the noise down while I show your ladies what a real sexy man looks like. Listen, all you people out there sitting on rented furniture, settle down. Cut the music. Anybody seen Richie? Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.